Guys from New York, it's the show that doesn't believe in UFOs. It's first things first. Yeah, I'm just I'm speaking sure for myself. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go, you know, off the board. Uh, today, any chance that this is Aaron Rodgers' only year with the Jets, one and done. Maybe he goes to the NBA. Meanwhile, are the Bills focused too much on the Super Bowl? They've got a poster. And finally, what Caleb Williams says about being Mahomes 2.0 alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, yes. your Mahomes 2.0 thing, is that a... Trademarked thing or well, listen. I'm just used to people ripping off my great takes that are weeks or months or years ahead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was probably the first one to call him Mahomes 2.0. Okay. But Caleb doesn't like it. But I said it to him on our show yeah. when he was sitting there. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Right. Brew thinks he's Bubby Brister or something. I don't know. I like him a lot, <laughs> but not as much as uh, 1.0. I'll tell you that. We start with the coach's code. Oh, Jets OC Nat Hackett commented on Sean Payton's derisive description of his tenure as Broncos head coach. Here's Coach Hackett. Take a listen. As a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And you know, this past week, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it sucks, but uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make, and it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things, and I own all that stuff. Okay, your reaction. All right, Sean Payton really blew up the best thing Denver had going for him, which was flying under the radar, lack of attention, lack of expectations, because we are now on day five of this story, it started last week. Yeah. Uh, so maybe day six of this story. Thursday night, the Jets play in the Hall of Fame game. You think it's going to be a big point of discussion during a broadcast amongst a majority practice squad guys or guys who won't make the team? Of course. You know what happens Tuesday? This, in six days from now, the first episode of Hard Knocks. You think this that's going to be covered significantly there, and we're going to get new info and new sound bites, and then a week from today, we're going to be talking about it again. Schefter tweeted out moments before it went on the air. The first week this year that you can flex schedule Sunday night is week five. Oh, nice. And oh, now wow. week five currently is Cowboys Niners, so that's probably staying yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. But, the, but the fact that the, the, my point is this is – Again, been out of nowhere, the story of the NFL for a week, and the Broncos are right back under the microscope where they melted last year. And so I just, I, I, and I'll say one other thing Nat Hackett has become a sympathetic figure. Correct. Yeah. Because some guys get fired. When Urban Meyer got fired after, you know, midway through year one or late in year one, nobody felt badly for him. People thought he was treating people poorly, treating his players poorly, all of that. Nobody thought Nat Hackett was a bad guy, but we all, and I was you know, one of the leaders of it, poked fun at what was cartoonishly bad clock management. But that doesn't make you a bad guy. And now he's there and he's like, hey, it costs you your job. And so I just think Sean Payton really, really butchered this. Well, to your point, he did come off in that press conference. It's great. He did come off like, man, I see why Aaron Rodgers really likes it. I was, <laughs> I, right. the same thing. I was like, man, this dude comes off as great. And, Nick, I don't say this very often to you, but good take. Oh, That was a good take. Wow. All right, I agree with that. But let me – I'm going to bring a little, a, little, a little back to the middle. I, I, I'm fine with what Nat Hackett said, all right? But I think that Sean Payton 
was trying to protect his quarterback, his new quarterback, who he's obviously got to be on the same page with, and he went a tad bit overboard. But let's stop acting like he committed some egregious crime, okay? Because that's, that's kind of what it's getting to, all right? And I know there's a code, all right? But the code's been broken many times before. Maybe not that exact element of it, and Wilds, I'm sorry, but how many times did Bill Belichick and the Patriots break the code by cheating? Oh. Isn't that a code? Yeah, but that but those were big stories. Just, whatever okay, it but I'm just story. saying that's yeah. a code, and that's yeah. much worse than some comments that Sean Payton made. H- how about Aaron Rodgers? Because the Jets, as you said about Nat Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, they are coming off – You know, they're kind of being, at least Rodgers, a little bit self-righteous. How many times has he broken the code by throwing his teammates under the bus? Huh? We just saw it last year when he threw the young, young, whoever's making mistakes. We got too many guys making mental mistakes. They need to stop playing as much. Our own Greg Jennings, obviously a teammate with Rodgers, chastised Rodgers over that. That's a broken code. So all I'm saying is, let's, you know, he said something mean about Nate Hackett. Fine. Let's settle it on the football field as they will do in week five. Can I have one more thing? Just because I do think Nate Hackett became a sympathetic figure. Here are the numbers on Sean, uh, on the Broncos team last year. Man, if I, this is why a lot of press conferences... Or, or when you're meeting with a um, you know, reporter, it's helpful to carry around an iPad and just be like, Dusty? And then you can just put it on <laughs> Dusty. Just like, here's the graphic. You tell me. Hold was on that a good coaching he job or not? Said, he could have just said they were last in everything. Wait, no. But and they, it no, wasn't no, on no, Russ. He could have just no, left no, it at hold, that. Well, well, that's the problem. The problem is, do we think that the, that the reason they were last in everything – the primary primary culprit is the coach. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah. Now I'm not saying Russ doesn't have yes. blame. Guys, He's not yes. blameless, but Nat, Nat Hackett. Okay. Yes. So if so if Nat Hackett was the coach last year of the Chiefs, what would the rankings have been? Hold on, we don't have. We'll start with the Chiefs. If he was the coach last year of the Bengals, if he was the coach last year of the Eagles, what do we think? We think they'd be 27th. 28th, this is why... We don't know. Oh, hold I on mean, a second. Wait, 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 wait. This is why... I, I, those numbers, to me, are not a defense of Sean Payton's comments. Be, th- those numbers, to me, go in the face of Sean Payton's comments. If the team was functioning in certain areas, mm-hmm. but butchered the clock and was the most penalized and had those critical hold on and that was it then you could say that's coaching when you have when you are last across the board in areas that have to do with execution that have to do with how good your players are performing putting that squarely on the coach to me is finding an easy fall guy when it is clearly a much bigger issue you disagree no, you, the execution is largely you, on the coach on the Coach, yeah. oh, oh, so make them execute. Hold on a second. They, so then they being last in points per game is on the coach more than it is on the quarterback. That's what we're saying. You, uh, I think well, like well, Sean hold Payton on, said, that's what you said, and I get it. It was even. Ways. It, it's interesting because this was arguably a worse coaching job. But you, Trevor Lawrence, is bad rookie year. 
Who was that on? No, but the, the, the Trevor coach. was not good. Trevor threw the but it was all million but, interceptions but, but who, as a rookie who, does. Okay, he of course Wilson and Lawrence deserve some blame. They're the ones throwing the football. But you're not putting those two situations no. largely on the coaches. No, I am. The I do think the Urban Meyer thing is a different situation in that you do have a rookie, non-established quarterback, and you are trying to install a culture that is a. And he did a terrible job of that. But the idea that it, so we so if that's the case, then the Broncos should be really good. If, well, if, if the coach hold on, if the coach has that much of an impact, and they went from the worst we've ever seen. To a guy who might be a Hall of Famer, I just I think the coach is very important. I think that laying at the feet of what happened what happened to the Broncos last year was a quarterback they paid because they thought he was an MVP caliber guy was by all all of us at this table agree was a bottom five quarterback in football. That is not on the head coach. I think you're underestimating the importance of coaching in the NFL. It, it is far more important than any of the other sports. Basketball and football, a and baseball. great quarterback that has been in the league 10 years turn into a bottom five quarterback because of coaching. Is that possible? I mean, we just saw Can't, it. So I guess so. No, but no, he was on it. So you think Russ is going to be a, a great quarterback again? I think Russ is going to be a very good quarterback. With really? Game. Yeah. Okay. It's Sean Payton. I believe okay. it's Sean Payton. Okay. Yeah, I think he the, had Jameis Winston there, there in is, the dark horse. There MVP. is not. That's 100% correct. Okay. I just I I'm Five I'm baffled by that. I'm ba- Doug Peterson has turned Trevor Lawrence right. no. into this huge into the prince. The, hold on. Every quarterback between year one and year two that's great takes a big leap. Quarterbacks at high draft picks throw a bunch of picks as rookies all the time. Yeah. Urban Meyer also it was not just about clock management and stuff. He was allegedly kicking players and insulting his coaches. The whole thing was a mess. That is different. People did not hate Nat Hackett. Coach. He was brutal at clock management, and the execution of things. But if you are telling me you think that if if you took over to coach the Cincinnati Bengals, they would be the, they would all of a sudden be the worst in football. Joe Burrow would be a bottom five uh, quarterback. One hundred percent. Okay, I don't. Well, I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah, know you're what you're underestimating, football. coach. We, we saw what Jeff Saturday. How would he do? What? Huh? How do you do when he, they just threw him in there and had him coach? They did I the mean, same as they were doing important. before. What do you, okay. No, they were playing better. I mean, they were playing great, but they were playing better than they did with him. The, okay, I just I I don't under I the I I, I don't understand I, it. Coaching, I, I, of course, coaching's important. You I can't don't sound take like a great quarterback. That. Show me the other instance of a great quarterback mm-hmm. who was still great. Who a coach, a coach one year comes in, ruins him, and then he's great again. Show it to me. I want to know it. I want to know the I'll, great I'll just say, I, 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 off the top of my head, I can't give you that. But I can say that Aaron Rodgers was struggling for a couple of years in Green Bay. And then when Matt LaFleur got there and Nat Hackett as an OC, yeah. he took he that, went to another level that, again. That I agree with. But Aaron Rodgers was never I, it's, awful. It's, but he, he went from being an a, MVP-ish guy mm-hmm. to, like, the seventh best quarterback, and then back to an MVP. Not the worst, the worst veteran quarterback in the league. Putting that on the on Hackett's insane. Putting that on Hackett, both of the things can be true. Hackett was in over his head and terrible at the clock. Yeah. And Russ was the biggest problem for them. Is the Russ single gonna biggest be, how, how good is he going to be this year? About the twentieth best quarterback in football. Well, he was about the third. He was last about the twenty fifth last big year. Jump. Yeah, uh, that's a big jump. Okay, well, if he's twentieth, I think he'll be better than that. All right. Week five, they play. Jets will be traveling to Denver. This is right after they play the Chiefs. Here's more from Hackett on how the comments have a silver lining. 
you can always look at that silver lining and man, this organization, these players, uh, the coaches, Sala, just the entire organization, Woody, I mean, Jaime, I mean, Gelfan, everybody has been unbelievable. I think that's something that is just awesome. It's brought our team together. I mean, I like it. It's the offseason, but they are winning. I don't know if they get to hang a banner, but they are winning the offseason. Oh, wow. That was a nice comment. He's like, turns out this no, is great looks, for me. I he, took a W here. He, he did take a W because, you know, last year he was taking L after L, and now he looks good. But uh, to answer your question. I didn't ask it, but who will have the better? <laughs> you didn't ask <laughs> what? I thought it, it was. I, I we have to look to the screen. Yeah. Wilds okay. doesn't like asking the questions. Well, I ask it. All yeah. Right. Uh, I would love to say the Broncos. Oh, come on, bro. You know I like Russell. You're mad because I'm not going to pick the Broncos? Yeah, I'm going to have to pick the Broncos now to make the show work. I've been saying for the last, what, week and a half, two weeks. It's bruised, That yes. Aaron Rodgers is all in. Okay. And when Aaron Rodgers is all in with a chip on his shoulder, with a top five defense and some good receivers and some good running backs, I think the Jets are going to be – Something to be reckoned with. Okay. All right? So the Jets are going to have a better season. And the Broncos are going to be really good, right? Because I'm it was all saying, on Matt Hackett I, and Sean Payton the Hall of Famer. No, but it, there's, a, there's a wide chasm between what they were last year and really good. Right, but it was all Nat Hackett. Be, we just no, established it was all Nat Hackett. I'm be, saying he has the bigger slice of right. the pie. Bigger you than like the quarterback. You said yes. like it was no well, one, he's got Certainly he's in charge of the whole team, and the quarterback's only in charge of the offense. I'm not absolving Russ. I'm not exalting him at all. Three. He was bad, all right? Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just saying, I think you're underestimating you the You were talking about firing Nat Hackett after week yes. one. Yes. And uh, week one, he was on the yes. hot seat. And now it's and he all comes second. For what, no, 14, oh, 14 no. Weeks. Oh, wait a second. But again, both of these things can be true. That Nat Hackett was in over his head and was terrible. And the biggest problem for the Jet or for the Broncos was that their quarterback, who was pay, who was brought in to be the savior, was terrible. And as we learned with the Belichick Brady experiment, as we learned time and again, the great quarterback is able to overcome, and the great quarterback has more impact than any coach or any other player. That is reflected in salary, that is reflected in these shows, that is reflected in all of it. Mike Tomlin hasn't gotten better or worse as a coach. His quarterback situation has changed. Andy Reid has not gotten significantly better or worse as a coach over 25 years. His quarterback situation has changed. Bill Belichick has not gotten better or worse as a coach. His quarterback situation has changed. And so, yes, Hackett would have failed as a head coach at to some degree no matter what. But if Russ was awesome, he wouldn't have been well, fired mid-season. They would have been last awesome. everything. Now, to answer the question, I'm going to do what Wilds loves. The answer is neither. The Jets, hold on a second. Can the Jets, what happened? The Jets, no, will, the Jets will win more games, but the Jets are expected to win more games. Both teams will, be ha- will have a disappointing season. So you, uh, the Jets, that's I, both so, of them missing the playoffs. Yeah, so both will miss the playoffs. Both, I think the Jets can win eight, nine games, and I think the Broncos can win six or seven games. Okay, so the, and so the, the answer is the Jets. But the ex, but there's a gulf in expectations yeah, as is right now. Very but both of those would be very disappointing. I think the Broncos 
Right now, they only have better playoff odds in the AFC than the Patriots, Colts, Raiders, and Texans. So they're not expected to be to be good by anyone other than Sean Payton. The Jets, on the other hand, have the fourth best AFC Super Bowl odds. They're Those not going to be close to that. Well, and are, that's a, gambling hype. Okay. That cannot be. Do you think that levels up with? Actual football. No, that's sense. my point. No, that's my point. That's why I'm saying I think the Jets winning nine games and the Broncos winning seven games, the Jets actually would be maybe a bigger disappointment. Do you? That's Hold that's up, why sure. I said. Does that make the sense? The Jets won seven last year yeah. with abysmal quarterback yes. and five against backup or third now again, if Aaron Rodgers is no better than he was a year ago, you're right, both of you. But I'm banking on him being better. Significantly better than he was. But do you think? Do you think Sean Payton can get you five points a game, four points? I, a game, I think the all problem with Den- I think Denver's going to be better, but that's a tough division. The AFC is so deep. I just think. Can I just read some of these? Lost. They lost to the Colts 12-9. They lost to the Chargers 19-16. They lost to the Jets 16-9. The if they can good. get to 20 points, which I think the offensive genius of Sean Payton can do. They'll win some games. They lost to the Raiders 22-16. 10-9 lost to the Ravens. Like, they can so win these they'll games. Have, they'll have the You just need a few points. Is Sean Payton good enough for five So, so how points? good can the Broncos be? Can they, they can do you think them. they can be better than the Jets? I don't think the Jets are going to be good. So you got Denver? The, yes. Okay. And Sean Payton, look, has some bad years in New Orleans. Don't forget. Three straight seven and nine the years. The penalties are ridiculous. Oh, now I, now I got I, a lot of good I, stuff on the Broncos. Now I'm so confused. But About what? No, 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 no. Brew, Brew, I agree that the Sean Payton did have three straight seven and nine years in New Orleans, and but all, of, but he's going to fix everything in Denver. I just don't get it. If, if, if Russell Wilson's not great, Denver has no chance, and he's not great anymore. Okay. Here's what you need to know from, about this segment. Mm-hmm. You are now off of Russell Wilson. No. You're off. <laughs> just because I'm saying I, he's not going to lead them to the playoffs? You had to pick one. You have okay. cast let, I, I picked Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I'm Brewer. with Rodgers. Let him have it. Yeah, he has I'm with a Rodgers. life yeah, for you. Basically, I, I Wilds is going Wilds, to be on <laughs> Sam Howell, yeah. Matt Jones, and Russell Wilson. Ooh. That is not great. Well, that's not last year when you picked – the Cardinals okay, and the Raiders to reach that. the Super you Bowl. You picked the Packers bad. to make the Super Bowl. They didn't make the playoffs. Who so let them off Buffalo. that. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. This wasn't great. Although he flirted with retiring prior to his darkness retreat, Rodgers is so happy with how things are going in New York. He views himself as a QB for a couple years. Take a listen. There's obviously more trades now that we see across the league, at least bigger names at the, at the deadline than, than maybe my first couple years in the league. But... Um, you know, this is this is going to be a few years partnership. I'm taking it one year at a time, but uh, yeah, I'd love to play as long as I can. You know, as long as it's fun, as long as my body feels good, as long as they want me. Uh, yeah, I'd love to keep it rolling. Okay. Any chance he's one and done? Yeah. Listen, if this if the offensive line's awful and he's beat the hell up and it's not fun, yeah, there of course there's a chance he's one and done, but. He's not talking there about playing two years. And I'm not doing the semantics of what is a few. Is a few two, three, four? He talked about the Hall of Fame. And he said that, well, in eight or nine years, when that comes up, 
Because there's the five-year right, waiting yeah. period. So he's so talking, he's about, talking about playing three or four years. He said his contract, we didn't play the full, that his contract goes three years. He's not talking about, I'm going to play this year and another one. He's talking about playing for the Jets for the next three-ish yeah. years. I think that is incredibly optimistic. What I will say is, if he avoids the 40-year-old cliff, I do think the Jets next year could be the team that a lot of people think they could be this year. You understand what I mean? Like a year to upgrade the offensive line, more use that salary cap space, Garrett Wilson going into year three. As opposed to, those things, I think, if Rodgers is good, I just don't think he's going to be very but do good. You, if he's good this year, let's say he's just pretty good. He's good yeah. this year and they narrowly missed the playoffs. Yeah. You think next year he'd be better? Like I would think you'd think he could fall off the I think it'd be more about the team around too. him. I think it'd be more, if he can just sustain, I think it'd be more about the team around him and the and the team that they can build out. But go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I, no, I'm with you overall. I mean, look, he clearly intends on playing several seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's reportedly changed his diet a bit, somewhat like obviously Tom Brady. Um, but if this year does go bad, and I don't think it will. But if he doesn't improve at all or maybe even gets worse from last year and the line, like you said, he's getting beat up and they don't make the playoffs, sure. I could If, if it's just clear, you know, he's done. He doesn't yeah. have it anymore, then, yeah, I could see him yeah. stepping in. Josh side. Allen recalibrates the Bills' focus next on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. soccer fans are you ready for the 2023 fifa women's world cup because we are that's right australia new zealand look out state of the union is coming and we'll be going above and beyond down under we'll have new podcast episodes every single match day so follow alexi lawless's state of the union on the fox app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts this episode is brought to you by u.s bank if you ask me nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Granted, there's a lot of talk in Buffalo about going to the Super Bowl, winning Super Bowls, and Sean McDermott has plastered a huge Super Bowl banner in the practice facility. But Josh Allen has a different perspective. Here he is with Kay Adams. Take a listen. I don't want our focus to be on the Super Bowl. Like Coach, Coach has our 
building littered with playoff caliber for a reason, right? You have to get to the playoffs to give yourself a chance to win the Super Bowl. So let's find a way to, to get in the playoffs, whether that's winning your division, whether that's a wild card, whether that's first round by, whatever it is, let's find a way to get into the playoffs and find out how to play our best at the end of the season. And, um, you know, Super Bowl, there's only, only one winner at the end of the year. You know, there's 31 un unhappy teams. And sometimes it takes some luck to, to swing your way. And I think uh, last year, there's a lot of things that happened to us that weren't on the fortunate side. Um, but I think, again, we're going to learn from that. We're going to be able to use that for our, our benefit this year. All right, so Coach Mangini is here. Coach, I'm gonna, the question we had in the document is mixed messages in Buffalo. I'm going to ask you a different question. Okay. So he's got the Super Bowl banner up, McDermott. And Josh Allen's like, no, man, I'm focused on the playoffs. What should they be focused on? Week one in the Jets or today's training camp? Like, how do yeah. you, what do you focus I get, on? I get really excited when I saw that, that Josh Allen had said that they need to focus on something besides the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, all right, this is, they're on the right track. And then he said the playoffs, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it, one of the, the greatest gifts that Bill Belichick has as a head coach is his ability to get a group to focus on the task at hand. It's, it's better than anybody I've ever been around, and I think that's what distinguishes and, and that's what makes him great because when you're thinking about a goal that's so far, so distant in the future, it's easy to lose track of what's in front of you. It's easy to overlook teams. It's easy to skip, you know, maybe not work as hard as you think you need to work. All those things happen when, you're, when your goal is six months down the, down the, the lane. And, and what Bill would do is that it was just the next meeting, the next practice, the next drill, the next lift, like that's all you want to focus with. And it's like a, it's like an avalanche. You got to put a million snowflakes on a mountain to create that avalanche. And the snowflakes come day in and day out with good, conscious, consistent focus, not looking at things, you know, a million miles away. Every year you got to rewrite the story. You don't get to start with the ending. Another of the winningest coaches, Phil Jackson in the NBA, was the same way. It's about the journey, right? Focusing on the journey, not the end goal. Now, I think these are human beings and these are grown men and they know whether he put that banner up or not. Every one of those players knows it's Super Bowl or bust. All right. If we don't, it's not getting to the playoffs or bust. It's not getting to the AFC title game. It's not getting to the Super Bowl because they've been there before. I mean, Buffalo in general, it is Super Bowl win or bust. So they all know that. And you're right, Josh said the playoffs, okay? Von Miller said in an interview with uh, as well that he and Josh, all they talk about is uh, golf and winning the Super Bowl. That's what he said. That's all we talk about, golf and Super Bowls. And Von Miller knows how to win too. So I just think I get what you're saying, Coach, but I think, as you said, you said it about three times first segment, two things can be true. They can be focused on the Super Bowl, but also understand, but to get to the Super Bowl, to get to the playoffs, as Josh was saying, we have to focus on every team one game at a time. So, so I think they can do that. Here's, here's what I know, because I, the, I totally, and you have been very consistent from the first time we ever talked football about this, about focus on what's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But I also <clears throat> do, th I think, and maybe it's different if you just won the Super Bowl, but I think in Kansas City, they probably are focused on, yes, today's training camp, but also defending the chance. You know, and so there's, I think there's maybe different paths there. Here's what I know, though. The Bills can't get on the same page. They cannot get on the same. Sean McDermott initially had trouble getting on the same page with himself 
when Stefan Diggs had him very, very concerned, and then the next day it was, what's everybody asking? What's the problem? <laughs> well, who's concerned here? By the way, practice tomorrow canceled. Not sure if Stefan's going to come back. Uh, and then it, we're plastering the Lombardi trophy in our practice facility, and he told us why, because that's the goal. And then your franchise quarterback tells Kay Adams, yeah, you know, we just, we're focused on the playoffs. We have signs that say the playoffs. So you have signs in the locker room that says the playoffs. Yeah, you have the signs in the practice facility. It's the Lombardi Trophy. At some point, I imagine you have the week schedule there. Mm-hmm. The, and so they're just, there's a lot of breadcrumbs of a season that is not getting off to the best foot. For with the Diggs thing, Leslie Frazier's, to me, odd and uh, was, I don't want to say uncovered, but lightly covered. I'm not retiring, but I'm taking a year off from football, which is, it would get, puts more on Sean McDermott's plate. All in, the, all in the background of the Bills, while every other team we're talking about going to the Super Bowl, has either maintained or gotten better the last couple of years. Eagles have gotten better. The Niners have maintained. The Chiefs gotten better. The Jags, the Chargers, each for, by their standards, got better. The Cowboys got a step further. The Bills, the last three years, have gone backwards, each one. From the AFC title game to a dead overtime round two loss on the road to a blowout round two loss at home. They're going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. They have some off-season upheaval. They're not on the same page. I, I, everybody thinks I'm a Bill's hater. I'm a truth teller. Well, you are. But, but, but I've been correct. Two things can be true. <laughs> you are Bill's hater. Yes. He's told a little, focused on a little hate, bit of truth. He's focused on Kansas City and hating Bill at the same time. Uh, Vaughn Miller same page. has an apt comparison for who Josh Allen is. Okay. It's Peyton Manning. No, and here Vaughn Miller is with uh, Kay Adams. Take a listen. He's the same guy. Like he is so consistent. That's awesome. You know, all the guy, all the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that I've been around, they have that type of quality. Peyton Manning. It didn't matter if we won or lost, or if they said we was gonna win the Super Bowl. If they didn't, he was the same guy. He came out and worked. And he's one of the boys, man. He's getting better and better every year. Um, you know, we talk. That's all we talk about. We talk about golf and winning Super Bowls. There you go. You jumped the quote. I didn't realize yeah. that. Sorry about that. <laughs> are you good with that? I threw you off. Yeah, so I much got lost. You? Uh, are you good with this comparison? Wilds, I got to admit, this question you put together is a tad misleading. What? Why? Because if you watch the quote, the whole quote, yeah. all right, in the context in which he compared Peyton and Josh, it's wholly fair. What he was saying, and he actually threw in Matt Stafford, too. He said, Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, they were the same every day. Whether you won, <clears throat> excuse me, won or lost, whether you're getting accolades or people were saying you weren't going to do this or that, they were the same every day, and that's what Josh Allen is. So in that regard, yes, I don't think – and I'm, this is not a slight on Josh. Obviously, he's not Peyton Manning, but – I don't think anyone would really compare him to Peyton Manning as a football oh, player. Stylistically, of yeah, course. stylistically, they're no, completely I, different. And I don't think the way they is. dominate, yeah. you know, the game is different. So, I, I think in that context, it was right. Okay. But but because they're so stylistically different, it it, it makes them very different off the field as well. Because Peyton Manning had never had the option to run with the ball. He that was never right. an answer to his problems. His answers were always cerebral. So Peyton got to the point where he could read defenses and understand what was coming prior to the snap and then take advantage of it. And you had to constantly try to fool him. And then within the game, at halftime, he could figure out what you were in. So you had to give him something different in the second half. And guys that can can answer questions with their feet and solve problems with their feet, 
they often don't develop the same way because oh. they've never had to do it that way. Right. So I, I don't I don't see the trajectory. No. Stylistically, if we're going to find a quarterback to compare him to, and it actually very similar early careers, Josh Allen's most similar to pre-injury Dante Culpepper. As, and by the way, also got to a conference championship game, got right, blown out in it, it, had monster year. Dante then got hurt. And, you know, and people, I guess maybe younger people don't know how great he was briefly in Minnesota. His last healthy year in Minnesota was excellent. But take Styles out of it. As far as kind of his place in the AFC, the concern for the Bills or for Josh is not that he's Peyton Manning. It's that he's Phillip Rivers, which is there's nothing wrong with being Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers played in an era with three other no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famers in his own conference. And he was awesome and never was good enough because of it. And Josh, the last three years, having lost to Mahomes, Mahomes, Burrow, sounds a lot like Phillip Rivers when he took over with the Chargers, losing to Brady and then Brady, and then Manning, and then Ben, and then Mark Sanchez randomly, and then Brady again. Phillip Rivers, oddly, his final playoff loss came to Josh Allen when Rivers with the Colts, which is if you're in a conference with Mahomes and with Burrow, and I know you guys aren't as high on the Prince as I am, that's fine, but uh, so, uh, you guys might be higher on Lamar or Justin Herbert. or so, there Somebody's going to be fourth, and Dude, somebody's going to be fifth. Justin Herbert hasn't won a playoff game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and and not and but, also, okay. I mean, or an MVP. And, and well, neither, Brady, neither Brady didn't get there every year. Yeah. Manny didn't get there every year. Mahomes won't get there every year. It's not just going to be Mahomes and Burrow no. for the next. No, I get it, but Philip Rivers years. never got there. Philip Rivers, yeah, I, I some think people think, he's a Hall of Famer. I he think he never could got be better than Philip Rivers. Okay, okay. I thought Her I thought we were having Herbert beat Philip Rivers. The jerseys are the same the whole nine. Well, that's, the, I didn't switch it. I'm just saying in the quarterback hierarchy, someone's got to be Phillip Rivers. Man. And the Prince is right there. The Prince is Peyton Manning 2.0. Burroughs, Tom Brady 2.0. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. And I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. 
See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. We thought the story around Jimmy G and Raiders coach Josh McDaniels was that they were kindred football souls in New England that finally reunited in Las Vegas. Not the case. I think the familiarity is probably a little bit overblown. He's just been a good football player when he was with the 49ers. He didn't play much for me in New England. Brew, last time we checked, you were still a Jimmy G guy, but you've had your doubts yeah, I don't get it. Can I ask the question? There, there. Go ahead. Sure. I just don't. I, I just. Why do you not believe in your guy anymore? Well, first of all, I think the audience can see now. There is so much peer pressure on this set what for you, me to pick peer pressure? the Raiders man. to make it's the playoffs. No, you just you bludgeoned us with Jimmy G. Here's stuff. the thing. I've been sober minded. About Jimmy G. Yes, you guys have ripped him to shreds like he's you, garbage. You literally and I've just Joe said, Montana. I didn't make that graphic you up. Did. Did, do we have it? <laughs> I didn't make it up. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, seriously, though. You did. I, in all seriousness, how did I make that up, Nick? You should turn this into a tattoo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying those are the numbers. But, so here's the reason. Here's my question for you, Brew, because whenever this has come up, what I have said is it is a product of the Niners, great defense, great skill positions, and most notably, Kyle Shanahan being, for the most part, quarterback-proof. And you have pushed back on that entire Yes, because because they were 1-10 in I get it. Yeah, when but, he got there. No, I know. And you know, Coach, Hold a on. team that's 1-10 in 10 at the end of the year, I get yeah. it that they, they got to play hard for future employers. Yeah. But that's a tough locker yeah. room to just lead all of a sudden. Yeah. And they go 5-0. and yeah. And then the years when he's yeah. been hurt in San Francisco, except for last except year. Except for this one. No, when they went on but that's 1-5. Yeah, but that's fine. Other years, they've right. fallen off I, the cliff in the Two years so he's healthy. Question. I gotta say, I but gotta give the facts. That's, that's, the two years he's healthy, they get to the NFC that's title. My question, game. My question is, it, it, I just want to make sure I understand. So Jimmy G's wins are his own doing and not coaching, but the losses you're expecting this year is because you don't believe in the coach. I what did I say at the beginning? Uh, that you two don't believe in ago. the coach. I said I don't believe in the coach. That's All right. what you said. But Jimmy G, as as good as he's been is the fourth-best quarterback in that division. It's a tough division. And then that's not even to talk about the conference. And so as good as Jimmy G, if they were in the NFC, I think they could make the playoffs. But not in the AFC. Okay. I like Josh a lot. I've known Josh for a long time. But to say that the familiarity is, is not a factor, I don't think that's being totally honest either. They were together for three and a half years in New England, and Josh was the offense coordinator and quarterback coach, so he was part of the drafting process. And then the way the quarterback rooms is, is when you go in there, it's going to be him, Tom Brady, and Jimmy G. You're spending every single day with the guy. You know him if you've been there three years. And he may not have played, but every week you were getting his favorite plays. You were getting his take on the game plan. He was he was he had input. All those, all those things, and it's. I get he went to San Francisco, but it's like a, a young kid who learns a different language in the home. You're going to remember that language. He knows the the New England system. He knows Josh's system. He should go in there and excel. The big question is, can he stay healthy? If he stays right. healthy, that system should be as as close to uh, full go as possible mm-hmm. because he's the next to Brady. He's the best guy to run it for. You think they can make the playoffs? 
I, I think they have to fix some things on defense. They had a bunch of major league, uh, leads. What was it, three 17-point leads yeah, that, that right. they lost? I think there's a lot of good things about, about what they're doing. They're going to need some early wins to get over this, this negativity that they've had in the offseason, though. Bruce run, Bruce, you're the Russell Wilson guy now. I might be the Raiders guy. You too. might be the Raiders. I mean, Bruce's not you gonna, you're Jimmy not the G? Jimmy G guy no, anymore look. either. This is a sad man. It's I, sad I remain this show. sober-minded. That's you, it. The Raiders should be able to cause a lot of problems in that division. You're they, out of your mind. Raiders, look, I may be out of my mind. If, if they can, if Jimmy G can stay healthy, uh-huh. and they've made some some improvements defensively, which is a which is a big part of this, then they should be able to make some noise in that division. Ooh. He has won without a when doubt. he's healthy. That's that that's a fact. He wins when he's healthy. Now, Josh, who was a great OC, no doubt, but I mean, last year they added Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones, and they got worse. You know, they had made the playoffs the year before. They went six games. But they did. So. Listen, they got rid of Derek Carr when they didn't have to so they could go get Jimmy G. So they've got what they want. I'm happy for them. As long as they're not bad enough to get Caleb, I'll be happy. I'm going to be rooting for the Raiders to get a couple wins. Can't let Caleb get 12 <laughs> former Patriots on the roster. Is it? 12. Oh Mahomesian. You know the too bad like number 12 is not on the Raiders. Well, you never know. <laughs> dun, dun, that, dun. Here's Caleb Williams. Yesterday we debuted a new segment, QB Pyramid. Mahomes Mountain. That was then renamed Mahomes Mountain. Uh, You called Caleb Mahomes 2.0, and Caleb has heard similar comparisons. Take a listen. The Patch Mahomes thing, I've I've seen it. I don't don't think anything of it. Um, On my own self, I just say respect. You know, the man's got two two Super Bowls under his belt, and I've got not even one national championship. So, um, you know, respect, whatever the case may be, um, I just classify it as respect. Just what Mahomes would say. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Uh, listen, I, I watch him play. He's the only quarterback, pro or collegiate, that the way he plays reminds me of Patrick. The artistry combined with the toughness combined with the size which is not too not he's not a small guy but he's not one of the giant quarterbacks mm-hmm. they're both they're a shade under 62 they're both 220 uh, the toughness whether it's Mahomes ankle injury in the playoffs or him fighting through his ankle injury in the Utah game the fact that the moment he stepped onto the college football field he's down 21 points in the biggest rivalry in college football for Oklahoma and leads them back. I, Again, you guys, I, it's not like I throw around Mahomes comparisons lightly. And I, and I understand to folks, just because I, you remind me of this player doesn't mean because he's the best, you're going to be the best guy right after him. But we, we have a guy in Joe Burrow that stylistically and traits-wise and physical traits and all those things remind you of Tom Brady. You have a guy, you guys make fun of me, but size, weight, height, college profile, high school profile in Trevor Lawrence that remind you identically of Peyton Manning. We have never, again, he's got to have the whole career, but that's what he profiles out. We've never had someone, in my opinion, that is following the Mahomes arc and looks and plays like him. So, yes, I mean, I think he's a super-duper star in the making, and I think every time he's stepped on the football field, he's looked like it, and he plays like the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. That's what I truly believe. 
I mean, just because he looks like Patrick Mahomes doesn't mean he's going to have the success that Patrick Mahomes. Of course, has, as you just said. But yet, I'm going to put him on the third tier with a bunch of NFL quarterbacks well, thank who you, are coach. established. And I'm not even going to I'm not even going to acknowledge the rookies who are playing. And there's two quarterbacks who are starters in the league that I'm not even going to put on the league. That was Mahomes I, on the list. So, so I'm not putting yesterday. I'm not putting any pressure on this him. Except discussion. I'm going to put him on the third thank thing. You. Oh, and put plenty of pressure. Look, on I want. Him. I was excited to see Caleb in the in the playoffs. But he didn't get there. Okay, that's so, USC's <laughs> defense is a travesty. So we lost second. And so then, Texas Tech was 7-5 every year. Mahomes has had some so, bad defenses. Yeah, or I mediocre, know. In college, he's he was 7-5 and and, every year. And Caleb did only have four interceptions, which is, oh, which is great. But kill Caleb. There was yeah, one the only in, facts. Wait, but there was one in the Utah game and then one in the bowl game. So the two, they lost the last two games of the season, right? Yeah, they did. Oh, and then hurt. against Utah, the first time they scored, what, 44 points, and they scored... 24 okay. points. So the, the second trophy—that's uh, great. That's fantastic. There's a lot of Heisman Trophy winners that aren't on the quarterback list that <laughs> yeah. we put together the other day. You just don't think he should be on the quarterback mountain. What did you guys have a meeting without me? What's this week? Yeah, we, <laughs> no, we this is an intervention. My friend of the show, but we had college guys on. Well, okay, that was a mic drop from Coach. but I am going to say something. But that was Coach. That was a mic drop. I love everything about Caleb. All right. But, Nick, what? Patrick Mahomes 2.0? You're a wordsmith. Correct me if I'm wrong. 2.0 yeah, better. means better. No, oh, that's not what well, I mean. When you talk that about no. Trevor Great Payton, no, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And knowing how much you love Mahomes, say you don't mean it that way. But saying he's Patrick Mahomes 2.0 does mean technically next, mean next better. Next. And when you said Trevor Payton, and when you said, who was the other comparison? Brady Burrow. Burrow. Brady I don't Burrow, think any of those guys You said better. remind me. No. You didn't say Burrow is Brady 2.0 or Trevor yes, is I did. I, I've been calling. I've been I, calling I'm just saying. I've been calling 2. Trevor 2.0 for months. All right. Yes, well, but I don't mean I, better. I mean the next version. But here's the thing. Even that, like, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Thank now, you. he's not goaded. Well, let's slow. He's not goaded yet. Slow I, I get it. He's got to win more to be goaded. But just eye test. It's it's I mean, I've said this seen. before. Everybody knows that. Sports <laughs> Illustrated is, you know, documented. <laughs> but he is the best we've ever seen. How, and here's the thing I'm going to throw. throw that around I, like it's nothing. He's not the best we've ever seen. He is. He is, Mahomes? quite honestly, the he's best the we've best ever seen. Today. The, okay. I, very okay. good. But here's what I want to throw at you. And Coach mentioned this, the pressure. You were bothered, and understandably so, when people came out and said what they said about Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. Right? They, you, aren't you doing the same no. thing? No, that's a good point. I mean, you're, it's no, not. You're putting the, un, unbelievable pressure yes, on this kid. This is, you have not, to go not only to the, to the NFL and exceed at a high level, you've got to exceed at Patrick Mahomes' yes. level. That no, early okay, you're, you're doing the same wait, thing they're wait, doing. Because that's that game, a skill set you guys, have. Guys, I am not saying he is as good as Patrick Mahomes, you jackals. What is you Patrick Mahomes 2.0? What I'm saying is that we, uh, throughout all of sports history, we have, with quarterbacks in particular, said, this guy reminds me of X. This guy is the new Dan Marino. This guy is, as I've said with Trevor, the new Peyton Manning. Okay, we have Mahomes is young enough. We've never, we usually only do it when guys have retired. This is the first guy that I have seen that I say, you know what? If you're trying to compete with the most talented quarterback that we've ever seen in Patrick Mahomes, a guy who shares a lot of his traits and is going to win the national championship and is going to be the number one pick of the draft, 
Might be a good place to start. I would like to hear reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. Okay. But not well, well, Patrick Mahomes. Then record that in your Patrick voice Mahomes like that. Patrick Mahomes The closest junior. thing he's seen to Patrick Mahomes in sports or history or whatever. Yeah. That's a lot. You still like baby goat though, right? <laughs> How'd that yeah. work out? How'd you think about it? How'd baby goat work out? Also wild. It does. It, not is, it does work. Uh, coach's code. Uh, coach. Nat Hackett finally commented on the things that Sean Payton said about him. They weren't very nice. So here's Coach Hackett. Take a listen. As a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And, you know, this past week, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it sucks, but... Uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make, and it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things, and I own all that stuff. Coach, I don't know if you watched the whole press conference, but it was excellent. What was your reaction? To, to a lot of degree, he's, he's right. Look, you go, everybody who's, who's been in the NFL for a long time has been fired, has been hired in different spots, has taken over good situations, have taken over situations that aren't as good, and, and what you don't know is all the problems that the previous staff faced. And, and you may philosophically see things different than the group that was there before. And, and things may not have gone, things may have gone really poorly. That's probably why you're there. But there's going to be times where things are going to go poorly for you. And there's going to be situations that are really bad for you. And, and when, you, when you start taking shots like, like Sean did, you know, it, it's, you may think it. You may think, like, I don't understand how this happened the way it you typically don't say it. And there is also the element of we all have families. We all have, have people that surround us. And, you know, nobody wants, nobody wants to have their family, you know, hear that either. So um, there's, that, there's that human component of it, too. Jeez. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think Sean Payton made a grievous error. I think that the best thing the Broncos had going for them was they weren't the topic of conversations. There weren't high expectations. They were somewhat under the radar, unlike last year when they were going to threaten not only the Chiefs in the AFC West, but the whole conference to potentially win it. And it was they were, you know, legitimate Super Bowl, all of it. Nobody was talking about the Broncos. And now this happened last week. It's Wednesday. Every show's talking about it. Tomorrow night's the Hall of Fame game involving the Jets. Guess what? It's going to come up there. Tuesday, the first episode of Hard Knocks comes out. You think this is going to be covered? Because I do. Which means Wednesday, a week from today, this is still a story. And now all of a sudden a Broncos team that I believe is going to be a bad football team, not as awful as last year, but the idea that they, Nat Hackett was, the, they were dead, Wilds had the graphic, they were dead last in offense in everything, mm-hmm. basically. The idea that that is, the, the primary culprit is the coach, to me is laughable. The primary culprit is the guy in the graphic, and he's still there. And so, I just, I and, I, Brew, I think Nat Hackett became a sympathetic figure here, where you do feel, I mean, and I, Listen, I was highly critical of what I thought was egregious game management stuff. But that's also my job, and I don't think – I think coaches are probably used to people on TV criticizing them different than one of the other people in the football fraternity saying it's the worst coaching job I've ever seen in the NFL. And and you don't know what's going on in the background, and especially as a new head coach 
who gets this quarterback, who's empowered beyond belief, and who is he empowered by? Was he empowered by the GM? Was he empowered by the owner? So you're navigating through through things as a first-time head coach, and not all the decisions are your own decisions. And there's so many things that happen behind the scenes, that conversations or mandates that you can't go up to the podium and say, hey, the owner said I need to do this, <laughs> or, or the GM said I need to do this. You've got to go up and say, we collectively have decided we're going to do the following. We're really excited did. about bringing him onto the team. We're really excited about his progress. He's, and, and in the back of your mind, it's like, I never would have made this decision, but you, you, you live in the space that, that you're in, and you deal with the hierarchy that you have. And, and it's well, different in every situation. Well, also, what he may be hearing in Denver, Peyton, from people who may have been part of some of these decisions, they may be putting it all on Hackett. You know, so that, that's probably going on, too. Look, I'm fine with what Hackett said. Uh, Sean, I think, was trying to defend Russ and went overboard. But you said it. Nat Hackett is coming out looking great. I mean, from a guy who last year was the butt of all these jokes, and now he looked great in the press conference. Everybody kind of feels sorry for him. I'm sure the players have rallied around him, as he said. But the Jets just should not get on the high horse. Like a little self-righteousness here. Like Aaron Rodgers, how many times has he broken the code and passed the buck to teammates or wide receivers? We talked about it last year he did it, uh, talking about guys making mental errors they shouldn't be playing. Mm-hmm. And his own former teammate, our guy Greg Jennings, criticized him for that. And that's definitely not the first time that Rodgers has done that. So I just think Rodgers – his self-righteousness could be dialed down a little bit as he criticizes Sean Payton. All right, these teams will meet up in week five. Jets traveling to Denver. Here's more from Hackett on how the comments have been a silver lining, Coach. Take a listen. You can always look at that silver lining, and, man, this organization, these players, uh, the coaches, Sala, just the entire organization, Woody, I mean, Jaime, I mean, Gelfan, everybody has been unbelievable. I think that's something that is just awesome, and it's brought our team together. Okay, so, Coach, do you, A, do you buy that? And, B, does this, like, togetherness is going to show up on the field when they play? Yeah, look, you have to get up on the podium, and you got to talk, <laughs> and, and someone just just burned your house down, and and what are you going to say? You, you, you can't... To respond to it directly, so you got to put as positive a spin on it as possible. And it's like, okay, this this really negative thing happened to me very publicly about the team I was with, and you're going to say, yeah, it's a silver lining. And to some degree, I do think it is. It's brought the team together. Mm-hmm. I know he felt like this is somehow taking the pressure off because you're getting this out of the way prior to the game. That's not true. It just hyped up this game that much more, probably by a thousandfold. So, but so don't you think the pressure for that game, Week Five, got shifted to Denver's side of things? Oh, oh, absolutely. But there was n- nobody was even had that game on the radar, really. I mean, it was it would have been a it would have been a smaller storyline. Hackett yeah. going back to Denver, like it would have been that sort of byline. Right. Right. Now it's this major storyline. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna key into it, and and the pressure is is one hundred percent shifted back to Denver. Because if you say that's the worst coaching job, and you've got essentially the same players and a new staff, then you're saying I am going to produce at a much higher level than they were able to when they were here. So, so can I can – because I, I know on the screen is who will have better season, Broncos or Jets. I think 
that Wilds might be separate. But I think most people expect the Jets to win more games than Denver. But I, I think better season, it, it kind of depends on the eyes you're looking at. If just by record, Vegas you know, thinks the Jets are a fringe contender and that the Broncos won't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the general public believes the Jets are better. But my, my, my thought on this is that the Jets could win nine games, the Broncos could win seven, and the Broncos feel like they had a better – they feel like, you know what? We took a step in the right direction. We feel good about how things are going, even though Sean Payton did up the pressure with mm-hmm. these comments. And if the Jets win nine games and miss the playoffs, I feel like they're going to feel like this was an unmitigated mm-hmm. failure. Like, does that – do you – Yes, and there's going to be a new coaching staff. Like, yeah. If they <laughs> you win, think if they don't make – the Jets don't make the playoffs? Yeah, 100%. I lived it. Especially if Rodgers – I lived it at good. nine and seven. Yeah. So they were talking about going nine and eight. Yeah, so there's going to be houses for sale if they don't go to the playoffs because you've got a, a former – like we talked all about what they have and why it should work. And, and look, it should work. It should work right. based off where they are. I think the thing is going into that Denver game, we're going to know who the Jets are a lot more than we're going to know who the Broncos are because in, in very Nick fashion, when you look at those first games leading oh, up yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, you're coming around. The Bron- <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this hurts pains yeah. me to do this. But, but the Jets, it, it's a little bit of a who's who here yeah. leading up to the Broncos game. So we're, they're going to be tested, and we're going to get a sense of how serious a contender they are. Where the Broncos, it, it's a little bit of a soft opening for a restaurant. You know, they're, they're going to be easing in into that Jets game. And I don't, we're not going to get the same level of, of understanding of how good that team is based off of, of the groups they face early. I think the Jets absolutely have to make the playoffs for the perception to be that they had a better season. And then, and then look pretty good. Even if they lose the first game, if they look good as a close loss or whatever, I think that could be perceived as a good season because they're coming from, you know, not having made the playoffs in so long. 13 years. Yeah, 12 years. So 12, I, I think if, if he gets them in, Rodgers, and they look, you know, oh, we're, we're like you said, he plays well. You're thinking, okay, next year is definitely their year. Denver, though, Nick, I don't think seven games, I don't think anybody, especially now with what Peyton said, because all the reasons you said. And because of last year, the defense was good. Now everybody expects Russell Wilson to be better, not just because of Peyton, but because of what he's done in the past, and he's only 34. So I just think that. Seven wins but will not they be win viewed five as serviceable. Last year? Yeah. So in the, two more? In the historically bad coaching <laughs> season, you're only going to win two more games. Well, that's than what that. I'm saying. So yeah, I think like people that, would that rip that no, apart. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, there is not, that's not even close to enough. So wins. I don't, so I guess I look at it slightly differently. So these, these two teams have the two longest active streaks of losing seasons. Yep. The Broncos, it's six losing seasons in a row. The Jets, it's, I think, seven or eight. But they're the two longest as far as – so all these fan bases are dying for some level of competitiveness and relevancy. For the Broncos, I think that they are not competing for anything of significance this year. They're not. They're not competing for the AFC West. They're not competing for a championship. The Broncos, to me, have one question – that's going to make them their fans feel better. Is Russell Wilson salvageable? So the, this season is not going to be defined by are they seven and ten or eight and nine or six and eleven. This season is going to be defined by does Russell Wilson look at anything like 
the Russell Wilson from Seattle. Because if they Can go, he look salvageable if, though with seven wins. If they, you, if no, the, uh, no, no, no a, hold on, Mike. What this? The point yeah. I'm making is this: if they go nine and eight and are the final wild card spot, well, that's and Ru- no, hold on, and Russ looks like he did last year. I think that will be considered a disaster for them because they are tied to him. I think for the Broncos, it's all about how does our quarterback look because they he has to be the quarterback the next three seasons at a minimum, probably four. For the Jets, it's trying to make a conference championship game at a minimum because that's the standard that they've proclaimed. One guy's 40 years old, had an off year, but he's going to have a resurgent year for no real reason. The other guy's 34, had an off year, but he's washed. Well, he had an off two years, and his Go ahead and team say it, couldn't well. get rid of get, Go ahead and wait say to it. get rid of him. There's two. Go ahead which, and say which it. Which guy are you talking about? Seattle. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Packers. Say couldn't it. wait to get the, rid of him. Let's ride. Go ahead and say it. Almost. <laughs> Almost there. They both had off years, but one guy. Shaq has given his all-time starting five. It also includes a second unit, bro. Oh, I love it. The second unit like actually it. has six guys on it. Well, yeah. Well, I think he's starting six, though, because it was like, here's my, <laughs> my first unit site play hockey. Uh, top five is Magic Kobe, Michael Jordan, LeBron, and Shaq. It's very Lakers-centric with LeBron and the Lakers. Well, that's kind of how it works. Uh, most of the great players the top of all players time. did play at some yeah. point for the Lakers. I- I'll say this about Kobe. And, and back in 04, when they played Detroit in the finals, and um, Kobe was phenomenal, obviously. Uh, Shaq, that's when Shaq was saying Kobe's the best player ever. And I went up to him privately and I was like, you've been saying Kobe's the best ever. I said, what about Jordan? And he said, what about him? Like, so he, he loves Kobe. All right, so. And you weren't saying Kobe was phenomenal in the 04 finals there. And no, just that Kobe up, was phenomenal leading leading up to a game. Right, right. Um, I look at his list. Obviously, it was contemporaries. Essentially, because he, he let Shaq has always put himself behind, behind Will, Bill Russell and, and Will, Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So that was a little shocking that he put himself on the I list like ahead it. of those. Guys. I do it, too. It's fine, but you know, usually he would defer to those guys. And there's only one guy on the list that he didn't play against, Kareem. Isaiah was obviously toward the end of his oh yeah his the career. Yeah, you're right. Shaq, I, he played I was a couple years against Isaiah. Isaiah. You're right. Um, look, I Iverson and Carl Malone. And Isaiah are not top ten of all time. I think Isaiah's just just outside. Yeah, short. It's just outside. I think he's the second best small player ever to Curry. Mm-hmm. AI though put forty eight on Shaq in the yes, Lakers in the one finals game. Maybe one, the best won team that ever. game. Yep, and that's Maybe. where. That's why you know I'm sure he's got the major respect for AI and Carl Malone. Nick beat Shaq. Two straight years in swept the playoffs. Them. Beating swept them once. Yeah. It was eight out of nine games they won. So I'm sure. And, and how about a week? And, how about Carl Malone this week? Dr. J oh, yeah. and yeah. Shaq put him yeah. on his top and, ten. And, so and, and, well listen, he Carl had a Malone, good week for him. Two-time MVP. I think the only people with more first team all NBAs in league history are LeBron, Kareem, and Kobe. The longevity is unbelievable. And, and here's the other thing for Shaq with Malone. I bet Shaq believes. As I think a lot of us believe, in 04 they win that title if Malone doesn't get hurt. Because Malone got hurt, they were there. They were a mess. Rick Fox yeah. got hurt. Yeah. They were down. They basically lost all of their starting yeah. forwards right before they played the 04 Pistons. So my, I have 
One semi-serious takeaway and one serious takeaway. <laughs> I agree with you on Iverson. It, it's the least popular thing to do on television is to right. say Allen Iverson was, is a yeah. touch overrated icon. here because he's an icon. But it's, it's touch overrated here. But you guys know my semi-serious thing is this. You guys know if you're going to give a starting five, I like there to be, you know, you to fill out the five starting positions. And if Shaq wants to have Kobe be his starting shooting guard, more power to him. Send MJ to the bench and give oh, us a small he's forward. Gonna be, he's going to be a the, problem on the bench. I, I got <laughs> Best six man ever. He's not going to be the, I'm just out. telling you, MJ and Isaiah on the bench. Hey, All right, good. now, hold up. If we can put it back up there. Now my serious take, though. Because that was, I'm kind of So LeBron's that. at the floor. The, LeBron's he at the floor. Yeah, LeBron. That yeah. team could play. Together. Oh, of course they could play. They could <laughs> all they play together. Good? No, no, no. Um, but they here, win 50. But here's my serious take. Steph Curry does not show up on these 18 months ago. And Steph, what he did with the fourth championship and then this year with that dysfunctional team, putting them on his back, getting that game set, you know, all of it. Steph Curry now being, there's only two contemporary, like moment contemporary guys on this list. LeBron James, who was in the discussion for greatest player ever. And it's not Giannis, and it's not Durant, and it's not it, it's Steph Curry, and nobody looks at that as crazy. Like Steph Curry being in people's top ten, I, I, I know that we had a whole thing about it. he's now top ten. Yep. My point is it it's Definitely ne- if you leave out the six. If you leave guys, out the guys like question. Wilton Russell, yeah. yes, he's there. And that just to me, I hadn't seen because usually the top tens we're getting from these older guys. They are so skewed to their era mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? We saw LeBron left out of Dr. J's. We've seen a lot of bad ones. This is the first one, hmm. you know what I mean, with someone clearly put real thought into yep. that I've seen from a player that I saw Steph on. I'm like, man, Steph's going to just be you, on these now. Yeah, do you like it? Because Shaq really set it up as like, here's my starting five and here's the bench. That I just need shooting and I'm going to take Steph. Yeah, I mean, he obviously is the greatest shooter ever. He's really the only shooter on there. Yeah. On that, like, just knockdown, dragout shooter. But uh, Which is also if when you do the exercises of, like, build like the this. most unstoppable starting five ever, right. which is a different discussion than mm-hmm. the five best players. That's where Steph has an argument over Magic to be your starting point guard. Not because I listen. I will. I will go to my grave. If, you know, well, Unless we'll, Steph wins enough. Yeah. If, if Steph, depending on what happens <laughs> the rest of Steph's sure. career, yeah. saying Magic's twelve years uh, unbelievable and he's a top five player of all time. But yeah, because you, you can, a LeBron could play the point, could bring right, the ball up. But but Steph shooting is such a cheat code. And when you're building these, you know, best fives ever, you're gonna have great defenders everywhere him. else. Yeah. So you're not gonna have to worry about Steph's lack of size. You almost have to include it. Wow. You, no you know what I mean? Like you almost have to include him because it's such a unique thing he would add no to your fake game against the aliens to save the world. <laughs> is that just one game or is that a full 82-game season? It's a best of one seven. One game. Best of seven. It's a best one of seven. Series. One series. I want to see an 82, like a full team. A you full need, team? Yeah, because you need a glue guy. You need Haslam there as just like your 12th guy. Haslam? Like, right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, greatest, all glue, time? greatest glue guy of all time. Wow. The 12th guy's not getting Robert any minutes. <laughs> <laughs> a very mean one. Bizarre. It was, it was I'm in there. wildly and you personal. Know what the comments giveth and the comments taketh away. <laughs> Head to Dallas camp where Dak has been pretty good. 
Until this incident, take a listen. Go, I would have closed practices. Oh, if I was in charge, I'd be like, close practice. What? We're out like the dream team. We're closing the doors, no one's in. Because this is just, this is nothing. And what do you mean? I've seen it on several shows. You think it's something? Oh, I think it's good, but no, no, no. I, I don't think it's bad. I think it's good. I like this. I like the best play. He's not the best player on defense. Obviously, it's Michael Parsons. But Drayvon Diggs, excellent player. One of your best players and the face of your franchise really fired up at each other in this capacity. Like I, you know, football is very different than basketball and training camp fights are different than, you know, the what we saw derail the Warriors yeah. season. It's a different thing. I don't, and, and cursing doesn't bother me. So I, I think stuff like this, I think is good it, when it's a good team, especially because it shows they're not just going through the motions. You yeah. know what I mean? That they're locked in. I like it. No, they're friends. And even in basketball, if it's a fair fight, I mean, Draymond yeah. essentially sucker punched him. So um, that can be good for a team. I think what Wilds, your point is that people are, we're a little closer to the game than most people. And so to, to an average fan, they might look, oh my gosh. Like, And some media will drum it up like, oh, their problems in Dallas. They don't like each other when. It's really not I that did hear Vrabel tell a story on Instagram about when Rodney Harrison showed up to camp yeah. and started leveling guys. Yeah. Like straight, like really leveling. And they're, hey, you can't do that. And he's threatened to fight the coaches. You want to know something funny? And they're like, guess what? Going to Super Bowl. I, I sent that video to Coach Mangini. Yeah. He texted back, Nick, I was literally there. <laughs> <laughs> the speak is up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Three o'clock sharp. <laughs>